Hello and welcome to the Fearless Man Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything that God wants us to remember to do as a husband, a father, a friend, a leader, and even a chef in the kitchen. Don't miss it. Share with your friends and I'll see you on the podcast. This is your host, Andy Falco Tinez. Ministry, which is right down there, resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find all of our content. Uh, my wife and I do a show called The Living Fearless Professional. Of course, I do this uh, show called The Fearless Man Show or The Fearless Man Podcast. And uh, Eddie has articles she writes for The Christian Post. She has an amazing um, article that she just wrote about the, um, well, essentially, it's about um, uh the, the teachers unions and what the men and what uh, us as Christians need to do, including women uh, to combat what's happening in um, our world in relationship to public schools and these teachers unions. And uh, so it's been a few uh, days since I've been able to maybe a week or maybe a little bit more over a week since I've done my last uh, man podcast, but uh, I have a good excuse. I have been diving headfirst into this cabal that I'm calling the um, Teachers Union, the National Educators Association, and the California Teachers Association, and the um, Association of Placentia Linda Unified, or not Unified, uh, Association of Placentia Linda Educators, also known as Apple. Uh, and then you can take any other uh, local teachers union and, and put it all together as under one heading, and that is the NEA. The NEA and the CTA have all these underlings, these smaller unions. And as I dove deep into them, I realized that uh, that men just really need to be stepping up. Um, there is uh, there is a huge, huge problem here in our country. And um, you probably know it and you've probably been hearing about it, but it may be worse than you think. Uh, as I've been diving into these unions and seeing what it is they're promoting, uh, as I've been involved in the school board meetings and uh, with candidates that were trying to get elected on these school boards and of course doing a, another show I called um, uh, Vote PYL Vote uh, and the California Parent Alliance. I know busy doing a lot of different things. Uh, I've had the opportunity to listen to what other school board candidates are saying and what's happening in their school districts and it's it's they're all very similar. Uh, all of them have this issue in regard to LGBTQ indoctrination it is not saying and we are not saying that we hate people that i that, that claim that they're gay um but or transgender whatever whatever word is in fashion to um to identify you know what's going on with some of these people uh, we don't um, hate those people uh i i, I mean good friends with a man by the name of our mario presents uh he spoke up at the uh valley Unified School District, and it went uh, his speech that he gave at the school board meeting, um, just you know, telling uh, the audience uh, and the school board there that uh, he is, is against all this grooming that's going on in these, in these unions. And uh, it went viral. His speech, uh, something like 4.3 million or something like that, people who saw it um, and uh, agreed with what he had to say. And although he's a gay man, he does not agree with teachers talking to students about these issues that is, a, is for parents and um, and the things that the state 
of California are mandating or is mandating uh, for um, parents not to be notified uh, when a child is struggling or uh, has uh, asked to be called a different name that, the, that they're not, the teachers are not to tell parents. And so we're fighting against uh, against a huge beast, the beast being the teachers' unions. And now apparently the American Medical Association, the AMA, has also passed speak out against uh, any doctor who performs um, sex-altering surgery on children um, under the age of 18, as young as 12, 13, 14, as I've been seeing, that uh, they are asking uh, for doctors to be protected uh, against people speaking out against them, which is crazy. <laughs> crazy. So what I'm doing right now, what they want is the, a law against what I'm doing right now, telling you about this and saying that it is wrong. That's what they don't want people able to do. Uh, if you would uh, please comment, let me know where you're watching from, uh, who you are, whether you're a man or a woman. I know that women watch this broadcast too, um, but uh, even though it's called the Fearless Man Podcast, um, but if you're a woman, if you're a man, if you are whatever, uh, feel free to, to uh, comment, and I would really appreciate a comment and a subscribe and a share and all the things that go along with social media. So what does this have to do with my podcast today? And that is... Um, that is uh, an important question because my answer is because we just don't have enough men who are being strong and who are acting like men. Um, we have lost something here in our country. We've bowed down to this idea that men uh, who are manly are toxic or dangerous or you, you name whatever it is that they're calling you racist if you are a man. And uh, what it is that you are supposed to understand as a Christian man is that you are to be bold, you are to speak up, you are to stand up for children and uh, your uh, your families, that that is your responsibility. And so as, as I go through this, I'm going to uh, uh, show you some things that come from Scripture that talk about this, uh, this very issue and, and why it's important as a Christian man to understand what your role is um, on this earth and as long as you're on this earth that you are to stand um, up to tyranny and to any of those things that are, that are attacking our families. Um, I'm going to bring up the scripture really quick it, um, to, to bring it bring scripture directly into what it is I'm going to be talking about. And that, that is the title of this particular podcast. And that is from 1 Kings um, 2. Um, actually, 1 Kings 1 through 4 is what I'm going to be reading. Um, uh, 1 Kings 2, 1 through 4. And what it says here, and it, it has to do with King David's charge to Solomon. And he says here, um, when the time drew near for King David, but it's David here, uh, for David to die, he gave, he gave a charge to Solomon, his son. I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord God requires. Walk in obedience to him. And keep his decrees and commands, his laws and his regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. And that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your dissidents, sorry, dissidents, if your descendants watch how they live. And if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. Uh, and it's a powerful verse um, because not only is King Solomon on his deathbed telling his son to be strong and to act like a man, he 
he's saying that if this man, Solomon, acts like a man, follows the Bible, follows God's word, and does all that he is required under God, that his descendants, his children, will also prosper and will also live in a way so that they will walk faithfully uh, and, uh, in all their heart and soul. And will never fail to have a evil that never have failed to have a successor. If he does what God has told him, that is walking in faith and to walk as a man. So it's really important. I'm going to read an article uh, that I found about a book. And I ordered the book right after I read this article. It's really important. So this this article, it, it, it may seem a little bit long, but I think it's important to read the whole thing. I actually was only going to read a paragraph. But as I as I continued uh, to read, I thought, you know what? That, you know, that why not do what, I, what I've done so far in the past? And that's read uh, a lot to you. Um, but um, I think it's important. Um, this is from a book by Dr. Tim Clinton. Um, the book is Take It Back. And uh, the subtitle is Reclaiming Biblical Masculinity, The Heart and Strength of Being a Man. Um, I, like I said, I ordered the book. It should be here in the next few days. And I'm sure that once I dive into that book, I'll have more for you uh, for this book. But here, um, and, and so here I'm going to read to you what this article says and, and also read a, a bits of scripture here. I'm gonna, I'll bring the article up on the screen so you can see it. I'm not sure what you're watching on. If you're on a phone, it'll probably be hard to see, but uh, I don't think it ever hurts to bring it up. Uh, and so it says here, in ancient Israel, when they had no king who represented God's ways, the Bible says everyone did what was right in his own eyes, his own eyes, not God's. People became gods to themselves. The result was an overflow of wickedness. As wickedness became the norm, God gave them over to their own desires, which made things even more perverse. He simply turned them over and let them have their way, says Dr. Tim Clinton, as he explores the issue of attacks on godly masculinity by the toxic culture today in his new book, co-authored with Max Davis. The book is entitled, as I said, Take It, Take it Back. Citing Bible passages that early prophesize, eerily prophesize the society today. Uh, and I'm going to read Psalm 81, 11 through 12 and Romans 1 through 28. So let's go ahead and go to those right away so that you have them uh, in uh, on your mind as we go further into this uh, this article. Psalm 81, 11 through 12 says, but my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. And then Romans uh, 1, 28 says, and even as they did not like, sorry, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to, to do those things which are not covenant. Convenient, sorry. <laughs> as I'm flipping over here, I realized I said the wrong word. Citing Bible passage, oh, sorry. Um, so, um, so Dr. Clinton says, this is where we are going, or even are today as a society. A place where the unthinkable becomes tolerable, then acceptable, then legal, then praised. We are at the point where a man who dares to stand up and be who God created him to be is considered toxic and evil. While a drag queen who reads books to young children and teaches them just detestable movements is lauded as brave. You don't have to look far to find extreme examples of militant disrespect for God and Christianity that has taken over our schools, entertainment, law, and politics, and that children are being institutionally programmed from their early years to hate God and to despise the dis dis 
to just to despise and disregard Christianity. It's getting really bad out there, says Dr. Clinton. We have been watching the devastating results unfold before, right before our eyes. Rampant lawlessness, school shootings, godliness, the, feminine, the feminization and emasculation of men, and things once considered evil being embraced as good. While God, from a biblical perspective, is labeled as evil. Gender ideology has become the new liberal litmus test. College and high school students everywhere are being made fun of, humil humiliated, even reprimanded for simply believing in two genders, male and female, the way God had created them. Case in point, Lake Ingle, a college senior, was kicked out of class required for graduation simply because he disagreed with his professor's gender ideology. Recently in Canada, use of the terms father, mother, sir, madam, mister, and missus was banned within a government organization, ostensibly as an act of tolerance for those who, uh, who alternate gender identities while bullying and harassment of those who support traditional masculinity have now reached way beyond the classroom, impacting every sector of life. Every man has to be careful because the PC political correctness police are lurking everywhere, waiting to get us for the crime of being too manly, says Dr. Clinton. It's all under the guise of tolerance. The truth is they want to make men irrelevant and for everyone to accept their way of life, for the progressive agenda to happen. You have to cancel or wipe out real men. If you can wipe out men, you can do anything. The goal is to eliminate men's influence on things that are impact that have impact and culture. I'm sorry, that impact the culture, such as our children, especially our boys, citing the headline, court bars father from teaching six-year-old son that he is a boy. Oh my God. Think of it. A father is shamed for wanting to help his son be a boy and could even lose custody of his son because of it, says Dr. Clinton. God help us. You don't have to accept mainstream media's or some liberal organization's label of who you are, says Dr. Clinton, who offers the answer in Take It Back. You certainly do, don't have to accept the mischaracterized version of traditional masculinity, but instead you must accept the absolute truth of what God, God's word says about you. This is a dangerous place to live, says Dr. Clinton. Men stand up and be who God created you to be. According to David, Solomon proving himself a man and being an effective leader started with embracing God's plan and walking in his ways. For men to impact the culture around them and their circles of influence, starting with their families, they must embrace God's true definition of manhood and masculinity. In Take It Back, Reclaiming Biblical Masculinity, the Heart and Strength of Being a Man, Clinton, president of the American Association of Christian Counselors, challenges readers to reject the culture's redefinition and seek biblical examples of true manhood. Fast-paced, filled, and relevant biblical stories of godly men like David and Nehemiah and contemporary stories of godly men like George Foreman and Tim Tebow. Take It Back empowers men to be who God created them to be and to impact the culture that is in desperate need of their influence study and discussion questions at the end of each chapter make the make take it back a perfect resource for men's bible studies and small groups take it back was released on april 6th by charisma house which publishes books that challenge encourage teach and equip christians so this article is from really quick the link is in the description here uh, men protect your children by embracing the truth of what god's word says about you all right sorry i know that was a lot uh, but I, I, again, because of what I've been um, 
going over the last several days, which again is the, this cabal of the teachers unions, everything that he wrote in this article, everything that was written in this article, and I'm sure everything that's written in the book by Dr. Clinton, too bad he has a last name, but too bad. <laughs> but Dr. Clinton um, really has just kind of encompassed everything that I have been learning about um, the teachers unions, what's happening to um, several teachers in the, and librarians and coaches that they've gotten caught up in this indoctrination and they believe uh, that they should hide uh, many things that are happening in their schools that children who are struggling with depression or anxiety uh, and suddenly feel confused about who they are, that they need to hide that from their parents and they need to tell these children not to tear their parents and that they will then give them a QR code uh, from the National Educators Association that will help them through this process of understanding their confusion that will lead them to places that you do not want to look at. Um, if you are able to go onto my uh, YouTube channel, which is called the Andy Falco Show.com, you will see uh, a couple of videos there where I show you what is available to these children from teachers that they are being encouraged um, with a QR code to go to this website and to see pornographic um, uh, material and indoctrination that no child should be exposed to. And so bringing it back to what the subject matter is and what this article is about, sorry about that, of course, somebody's, you know, laid on their horn or their alarm's going off right when I'm doing this. So I'm not sure if you can hear or not. Um, but it's going to be up to us. And of course, some great women. Uh, I was at an event last night that we hosted at the California Paralyze at the um, Novo Cafe in Westlake Village. If you're ever in Westlake Village, make sure and go to um, um, Novo Cafe at Great Food. Uh, go there and patronize the place. A great patriot runs uh, Novo Cafe. His name is Massimo, and uh, he is a patriot. Um, but there we um, we discussed, um, and I got had the opportunity to show them uh, what can be found on this website. Uh, we had great speakers. We have uh, many women there that are running for uh, school board that are just so strong and so encouraging to know that we have women that are able to do that. Well, here in Central Indiana High School District where I live, we have two men running. We have Todd Fraser and uh, Rich Eagle who are running. Um, Todd is a CPA by trade and uh, Rich is, a, is an attorney. Uh, they'll, great, they'll make great um, additions to our school board, hopefully unseating um, some horrific people uh, that have been indoctrinating our children for many, many years right under our noses. Uh, one of them has been there for several decades and has uh, has no children in the in the district, has no grandchildren in the, in the district, um, and the another person who's running has their children children in private school, and so I'm not sure why they believe that they should have a, a voice any longer, especially um, uh, you know uh, you know the incumbents, the people that have been there. Um, I just, I'm, I'm certainly not to give their name because I don't want anybody confused. I just want you to know that Todd Frazier and Rich Engel all the, are the ones that you want to vote for. Um, the other people are irrelevant. They have been harming our children for several decades. Our grading has gone below 50% in all areas of, of, of education here in a very, a, a, a great part of Orange County. We should not be below 50%. And it's only because of these people that have been on the school board for way too long that we are there because they follow with the school board. I mean, the, the teachers unions have been teaching them to do. So as men, we need to step up just like Rich, and just like Todd, that we need to step up. We need to be part of the solution. We need to be not, um, not afraid to speak out. 
um, because we're afraid we might lose our job, we might lose a friend, we might lose um, a family member. Um, they'll, they, they should come around once they realize or see what it is that's actually happening in this world. But um, we cannot stay silent. Um, it is so important. I have one more bit of scripture here I want to make sure and read. And that is 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Um, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong. Being a godly man, this is not scripture, this is me, something that I wrote here. Uh, being a godly man demands proaction more than reaction. What we've been doing lately is we have been reacting to what's been going on, and then we're too late because usually we're uh, at least at least a year behind, if not decades behind. So being a godly man demands us to be proactive. Look for the problems. As a police officer, we were always wanted to be we always want to be proactive in neighborhoods where we had the biggest effect in enforcing the law and keeping city uh, portions of our city safe is by being proactive looking for the broken windows, stopping people that did not belong in a neighborhood and, and asking where they were from and uh, what they were doing in the neighborhood. Sometimes we'd be wrong and they lived in the neighborhood. Maybe they got a new car and we didn't recognize it. But being proactive allowed us to see what was going on in the community and, and identi identifying problems before they happened. Again, what we've been doing as non-godly men is we've been reacting. We've had our head in the sand. We've been avoiding all the, the topics. We've been not speaking out. We've been not looking looking deeper into, say, for instance, the teachers' unions, looking after their websites and looking to see what's going on and what, what it is that they're teaching our teachers how to um, uh, instruct our children. And what we would have found is that simply, very easily, just all you got to go is their website, is that they're indoctrinating children. And so being a godly man demands proaction more than reaction. And then uh, the last thing, three bullet points here it says boys are short-sighted so boys are short-sighted men play the long game look out what is it that we need to look out for our futures so I'm, I'm busy right now teaching my boys that I want them to begin thinking like a man even though they're young uh, have fun enjoy their lives as they are a boy but really as they begin to get older they need to understand that men play the long game what is it you're doing today that will affect you tomorrow both negative and positive is there something that you're thinking about doing? Say you have a girlfriend and you guys are getting you know, close and you're getting to feel those feelings. Really begin to think about not short-sightedness, but you know what, I just want to do this one thing because it'll be fun and it'll feel good. Uh, but instead, you know, I'm feeling this thing, but how is that going to affect me in the long run? What is my long game? Uh, and, and, and being strong. So being a godly man, think about how it's going to affect you in the long term. Boys live for today. Men think, again, long-term. Oh, uh, sorry, a little bit of a repetitive thing, sorry. <laughs> but when I'm thinking, I kind of, I think in different words, and sometimes to me they sound different. So my first bullet point was this. Boys are short-sighted. Men play the long game. Boys live for today. Men think long-term. And then the last thing is boys drift. Men focus. Boy, do my boys drift. <clears throat> From one minute that I walk into the room and tell them to do something, they almost immediately drift, right? Now, those of you that have boys or even girls, and you walk in there and say, okay, what I need you to do is I need you to make your bed. I need you to pick up your clothes. I need you to brush your teeth, and I'll meet you downstairs. I'm downstairs looking at my watch going, you know, we're getting closer to the time that we have to leave for school. What's happening? I go back upstairs, and they've not made their bed. They've not picked up any clothes. They've not brushed their teeth. And they say, oh, we forgot. So boys drift very quickly. Men focus. Men focus. And so, again, teaching your boys that as they're beginning to get older, that they need to, to have some focus. 
So uh, just one last time, I just want to end on this, uh, these first Kings, uh, just one more time. It's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome bit of uh, scripture here. But when the time drew near for David to die, he gave a charge to Solomon, his son. I am about to go the way of the earth. He said, so be strong, act like a man, and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in obedience to him and keep his decrees and commands, his laws and regulations as written in the law of Moses. Do this so that you may prosper in all you do and where and wherever you go. And that the Lord may keep his promise to me. If your descendants watch how they live, and if they walk faithfully before me with all their heart and soul, you will never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. My friends, we um, just want to pray uh, to, to Jesus and uh, and just ask for his, his love and his direction and his strength. As men, we need to we need to know that uh, we have we have to walk like men. That God calls us to act like act like men, to talk like men, and to act as men. Uh, that we need to lead lead our families. That we need to lead our children. We need to lead our businesses um, as strong leaders uh, in faith and be the light. We want our employees and our children and our wife when they see us walk into a room, um, and uh, when we. Um, uh, you know, speak, or when we have something that we need to say, that they see God and they hear God's voice. That we speak in a way that honors Him, and that we uh, love our wives as Jesus loved the church. Uh, we love you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. All right, my friends, um, I love you. Uh, we'll see you. God bless, and uh, I'm going to see what's happening with that horn. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye.